it's Thursday the 12th, um, which means that uh, our man Jason tomorrow will be getting he'll be getting his tools sharpened up today. He's getting all prepped and ready. So we thought, well, let's talk about one of his lovely little movies that he was in. Um, so he's doing that, and um, we were involved this week. I, I, I put I plugged my sleep apnea machine in and just had a nice sleep without any worries of being invaded by that other fella, that stripy jumpered fella. Um, so yeah, we, we that's what we that's what we're doing this week, and uh, yeah, we're in our nice little safe spot between uh, bad dreams and. Friday 13th, so we're, yeah. we're going to talk movies instead. Yeah, we're not tired. We're raring to go. We've looked at some five-star reviews. We've asked for a few more. What else have we done? We've perused our Facebook group. We've, yeah. uh, we've had a look on the Instagrams. And, uh, you know, I just had a, had a browse on social media generally. Yeah, yeah. I browsed social media while I was wearing a pillowcase with a single eye hole. Which was uh, just not the way to do it. Who I holes. Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you talk. Well, I, I don't hear you talk. I hear you ask. I hear you demand. Um, well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of chatty goodness. Uh, my name's Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello there. Hello there. How are we this week? Are we... Um, I always feel like asking you if you're kicking ass and taking names, even though I've changed it to kicking ass and not adding unnecessarily admin. Um, uh, well, I'm I'm not committing any acts of violence against rear ends. No, uh, but I am avoiding admin. So I guess half of either the what you want or what you don't want. Yeah, you 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 you're there. You've 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 at least achieved some of it. Yeah, which, which is good. I, um, maybe we'll just change it to: Are you not kicking ass and avoiding admin? Um, no, how are you though? I don't. I don't think I ever ask you that. Oh, don't you? Oh, um, maybe. I mean, I ask you before the we record, don't we? Because we we have our little we have our little chat before we start. Yeah, we have a bit. I never we... ask you on air. The listeners must want to know, and I feel oh. bad now. Um, how am I? I'm fine. That, that's a sort of general answer. I'm not at work currently. Today I builded, builded, yeah, uh, some Lego, no, Ikea furniture. I always think Lego of it as, for grown-ups. And yeah, I always think of it as Lego for grown-ups. That's why I was going to say that. Um, but yeah, I made some Ikea furniture, which was nice. Um, I've got one of those, you know, drill things to screw the screw so it was uh i didn't get that usual hand cramp you get from turning that allen key that doesn't really seem good for the job um so what, yeah what was, was it that you were building 
Uh, under bed drawers. I had previously built the bed and had the drawers remaining. Um, but while I was doing that, I was also watching Power Rangers Cosmic Fury, um, which I didn't know was a thing until my friend sent me a thing going, oh, you watch this. Okay. Well, I mean, that it sounds like a, a, a very wise storage solution. Yes, and, and how is how is Cosmic Fury? Is that a newer one? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's the first iteration we've had with a female Red Ranger. Um, that's good. That means I stepped off Power Rangers. I think pretty much when the movie came out, like what ninety six or so. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's definitely been a long time coming. Um. <laughs> Popped into it with the uh, with that sort of reboot jobby with the the Blue Ranger and the Black Ranger, but that was crap. So I've I've had no uh, no desire to step back in. No, I've continued my Power Rangers journey. I've watched every series, um, but I, for some reason this one just passed me by. I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, well, it was appropriate since we are in the season of Oi, watch this. My friend said, Oi, watch this. There we go. Yeah. So you've got things to say, you, you things to tell us about. Yeah, I've been I've been a busy boy. Yeah, I'm, uh with our recording schedule, uh I should have said this last week because I'm a flipping idiot. Uh so I want to apologize to the people involved because I have guested on two podcasts. Ooh. Uh, fairly recently not as recently as it should have been because i should have been saying all this last week <laughs> uh, so first i i had a spot with a friend of the pod aaron and i followed in your steps uh recording on last jedi on the left mm-hmm. and we spoke quite in bruges so that was a lot of fun uh and we also did was our top five i did holiday movies uh and aaron did travel movies we, we didn't quite get on the same page for that one uh but it was a bit of a lot uh, and then and more recently than that, I was on former guest of the pod, uh, Peter's Movie Duel podcast, Yeah, uh, which is, is really fun because like, that's a podcast we, we both listen to and enjoy very much. Yeah. Uh, and, and they celebrate the first birthday this week. So congratulations to them. They, uh, they had a lovely quiz uh, and I implore implore you to go uh, listen to not just my episode although that's the most important one uh, but all of them yes yes it's a good both podcasts are good podcasts and your episodes were particularly good um i enjoyed very much listening to your last jedi on the left one because um it made me watch films i haven't seen before and um picked up um i've been looking for before sunrise for ages but everywhere everywhere it's either the criterion collection which is like 70 quid for all three films or you know it's really expensive to rent but i managed to find it for 4.99 i found the first two films in hmv on dvd so very good. good stuff that's good stuff and um, yeah, I enjoyed the the movie Jill one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I'm not doing guests anymore. That's your job. You're the guest. You're the guest man. 
Yeah, well, but... Movie Duel was uh, it was a quick draw episode, so we I, I went through uh, a few of the previous topics that they've covered uh, and went through with what I would have chosen. Uh, so yeah, I mean both there's yeah talking about some non horror stuff, so that can give you a bit of a, a more of an insight into the sort of things I like away from the the spooks mm. and. But I, I did have to chuck some horror stuff in there as well because naturally, that's what we do. Yeah. I thought about you today, actually. Um, now you've got your plugs in. Don't forget the plugs, everyone. Last Jedi on the left and uh, Movie Jewel podcast. Go listen to them. But yeah, I thought about you today and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> and you think about me every day? No, no, I don't think about you every day. But what I did find out was that some guy, I didn't, I should have, I should have remembered who the guy was, but apparently has bought the rights to make a paranormal activity movie on the stage. Um, okay. And you thought about it because I know you you saw that other th- thing on stage. In fact, yeah, you saw I, you, you yeah. saw ghost stories, and you've seen. Um, the vampire one that's I'll let the right one in. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh I'm I've finally seen that there is now a touring production of two twenty two as well. So that's cool. something I'm gonna be be looking to go to and, and enjoy. I would like to see the Evil Dead musical. But yeah, I saw I saw that that was a thing that's gonna be happening and um I thought of you although I do wonder do wonder how they're going to manage to do it on stage because that films a lot of people just being in bed, isn't it? <laughs> I imagine that yeah, there's gonna be. Uh, I mean, in terms of the actual scares that they could put together, I imagine that would be fairly straightforward. Uh, hmm. I don't think it would necessarily work as a translation direct from the film because that, like you say, it's a lot. There's a lot of kind of stuff that's just nothing, isn't there, in that film by design. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 it, it'd be it's doable for sure. Uh, yeah. I would probably reckon that they're gonna need to have stuff happening in the background a bit more than they do in the film. Stuff to yeah, and, and have some yeah, so some conversations and uh, you know some interesting scenes. While the the scares are happening behind to keep it yeah. going, or you know the the off putting things, it'd be good that yeah. But what'd be really I would good definitely go see it if when the ghost reveals itself, all the actors run out into the crowd and squirt everyone with guns. That'd be funny. Um, or is that a pantomime? Yeah, oh, something along those lines. Anyway, let's get in, let's get into this. But yeah, um, see, I think about you other than podcast, although mainly horror, um. That's fun. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, the first delicious slice of bread. So what I'm actually going to do is um, there has been some pretty recent horror, horror films as of late. Four of them that I'm going to quickly run down without spoiling too much. But I would say that if you don't want any spoilers whatsoever, then maybe this isn't the place for you. But I am going to talk about Exorcist Believer, um, Saw X, Totally Killer, which was on Prime, 
and no one's coming to save you. I think that's what it's called. Uh, no <laughs> one will save you. No one will save you. There you go. Yeah. Have you seen any of those? I've not seen any of those. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm not going. I'm not going to spoil them. Um, what we'll do is I will get uh, the Exorcist believer out of the way. Um, to me, this was a really, really pointless film. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. I felt like, um, well, no, this is not spoiling it because, um, but I felt like right at the start that we're going to, that we're going in a different direction, uh, in terms of, you know, perhaps it isn't going to be a Catholic exorcism. It's going to be, you know, using a different religion, which I thought was going to be a, you know, oh, at least it's something different. Um, but in the end, it just fizzles out, you know, to nothing really. The the there's nothing for me for me to really enjoy about it. It loses all the um, it loses everything that makes made the um, original movie great. So I just wouldn't recommend it really. Um, so where, where does it sit in relation to the the original? I think it's supposed to be a direct sequel, so we're not right. thinking we're not thinking about two and three. Um, so, so it's basically David Gordon Green doing for the Exorcist what he did for Halloween. Then, yeah, yeah. Without in terms of storytelling, not quality. Yeah, it, it, it's such a shame, really, because it feels like you know it's like there's a taster there of, of potentially a, a, a good idea at some point, but. It never quite makes it past being just not very good, um, which is a shame, really. Um, yeah, it's a big shame. That uh, it is one that at the start of the year I was I was looking forward to. Yeah, uh, I still think I'm going to go see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make your uh, own decisions. It, it's it's part of the job, isn't it, for us here? Uh, and then when it when it comes to the end of the year lists, of course, of course. Uh, I mean, but I think I, out of the the four that you listed, it's probably bottom and uh, in terms of priority now. Well, I spoke to uh, Brian about it because we actually saw it on the same night and a, pop, a guest of the the podcast, and uh, he was less down on it than me. So you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, he's getting a, a pounding from critics, isn't it? Oh, it is okay. Like okay. twenty odd on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah. So next would be Saw X. Now, Saw X is like a midquel, or at least I guess that's what you call it. It sits between the first and the second Saw. Um, with that said, it, because of that, it loses a lot of what it's sort of trying to do. Because um, what I will say is some of the characters are in peril, uh, but... We know that they survive on, so there's no peril there. Um, and so it's it, um, it just lose it just loses that. I don't know. I don't know what they. I don't know what they thought that we're doing it because it spends a good forty five minutes not being a saw film, um, where I, I, I don't know how much of the of the plot has been released. Really, I mean, yeah, it does. It it does say that. Um, John Kramer travels to Mexico to try and get a cure for the cancer. Um, 
but it must spend about 45 minutes on that, um, which I would have said was fine. It's actually not a bad part of the film, but if you've seen a Saw movie, you know he dies of cancer, so it doesn't feel like there's any reason to tickle around with that, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, it's it's the peril of the prequel and the, the midquel, isn't it, that you can't... No, it, like you, you, you've got... You, you need to find a different angle because you know your character's outcome before Yeah. So with that said, the twist that eventually comes along is really easy to see. Now, for me, <laughs> that's actually probably all right because I don't like it when they try to be over-clever. That sort of pisses me off. Um, so I didn't mind that I saw what was coming. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a Saw movie, you know. If you're gonna if you're going to watch a Saw movie, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a, a a time of watching traps and stuff like that. And it just um, like I say, I think I just lost a bit of it because you know at least forty five. I'm going over again, but forty five minutes of something I know is not coming to anything, and then as I say, um, you know other bits. Do that- you, you think that if you were to watch it? immediately after the first with no knowledge of what comes after you think it would work better as a film then yeah probably by a long way in fact yeah um but again that's doesn't really <laughs> no it doesn't, that doesn't it, really work does it it's putting the toothpaste back in the tube it doesn't it doesn't save it it doesn't save it unfortunately but um it, you sort of go to a soft film don't you for the traps and the gore really so if that's what you want Gay, you know, rock up 45 minutes later. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, you want, do you want me to do uh, a couple now? Because Oh, if you want. If you want. I've I've got a few that I've seen recently that I've sort of been catching up on throughout the year. Uh, so I got, finally got to the uh, the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I haven't managed to get there yet. Yeah. So that was one. I think there's a lot to like in that <laughs> film. Uh, the, uh, the I mean the concept of it I find really striking. I really enjoy that how it just takes this small section of the the Dracula novel and just expands it. Yeah, uh, because it kind of leaves your mind running as to what other you know uh, books, text, films, and stuff are. The littered with all of these small moments and small characters that you just think could be could be so huge. Uh, it does have a big problem, though, uh, which is the location. Right. Because it's, you like how it's, it traps all these characters into the same place with the monster, but it limits what you can do. Right. Uh, or it's certainly limited, you know, the filmmakers here, because it, it gets very repetitive. Uh, you know, right. with, with Dracula picking these guys off one by one, and yeah, the, you know, there's some there's some nice kills, and there's there's a lot of really good stuff to look at in it. You know, it it's, all right. it's real. Uh, you know, it's it's all chucking it down and dark, and as you would expect with the Dracula, <laughs> and it, it's atmospheric when it does that. Uh, it's just. It's it's a perfectly entertaining film. You know, I'd recommend a, a nice evening watching it. Uh, quite light on the scares, but 
you know, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to come away feeling robbed by it. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm definitely going to add that to my list. Um, well, I was already on my list anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be looking forward to that one. Um, well, let me do... What was I going to do? Totally killer. Um, I don't really know what to say really about Totally Killer other than it's Back to the Future, except it's a slasher movie. Um, there's some clever, there's some clever bits in there where um, she has just a bit, a little bit of access to the future in terms of a podcast about the murders. So it's interesting to see the changes that she makes come across in the podcast that does flick back and forth from the future and the past but you know there's some pretty decent kills in there and i quite like that i quite like the mask uh of the killer it looks very it looks very much like Kiefer sutherland's the mask um <laughs> i don't even know if it's based off him it looks almost just like him but you know it falls into the vein of like um What were the movies? Um, the the Vice, the the freaky one, and the the other one that was like Groundhog Day. That Happy, uh, Death, Happy Day. Death Day. Yeah, so it falls into that category of of, of taking these sort of eighties concepts or even nineties concepts, and um, you know, adding a a horror vibe to it. So it's one of those movies that I'd say it's entertaining, worth a watch. I'm not really recommending it, but I'm not saying don't watch it either. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 you know what you get. I mean, it pretty much gave me all those vibes uh, with with what I've seen, you know, the trailer and poster and whatnot. Uh, so it's good to know that it is basically exactly what I expect. Yeah. 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 Um, right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do another one then because... This one is a bit of a an odd one because I think it was pitched as a horror film, but I'm not sure anyone really believed it would be. And uh, that was uh, a haunting in Venice, you know, the, the most recent. Oh, it's Kenneth a Poirot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I I think these films might be my comfort films. Uh, oh, something really? that I've never really had. But there's something that that it's nice to just sort of sit and luxuriate in you know the atmosphere and the settings and the characters that are created on it mm. uh, and that safe space where they, there's a killer and you know Poirot's going to sort it he's going to gather everyone in a room he's going to explain how it all happened and you can have a little bit of fun trying to guess it along the way. Uh. Uh, this one. It has some horror touches. Okay. Uh, the the marketing for it, I think, oversold the the horror elements. Uh, I think they're pretty much all in the trailers, and for the most part, it is pretty much a standard Kenneth Branagh horror film. Uh, again, it, it does the same thing as the. Uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter with it being chucking it down and all night and stuff. So it, it gives it that same same kind of atmosphere. Uh, 
but really there's just there's just not much in the way of horror so it's if you're going in looking for that i would i would probably avoid it but if you again if you're going in just looking for more of the same from these films then then you will get it hmm. yeah that's uh I haven't seen any of those ones yet. Maybe I should uh, get on it. It's, that's the third one, right? It is a third one, yeah. So there the, was Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile as the first two. Uh, so now he, he's picking through the the less beloved uh, Agatha Christie's. Yeah, why not? And, yeah, and like the, I would describe them as rainy Sunday afternoon watchers. <laughs> Well, you can't beat those. No, they're, they're a very nice film to to enjoy. Uh, but yeah, the the if if you if you have seen them and like them, you're probably going to like this one. If you didn't like it, you, this one's not going to be changing the tune so much that you're going to that it's going to be worth giving it a go if you already you know know that you don't really like these sort of things. Yeah. Well, I'm. Um... I'll add those to my ever-growing list. That'll be fun. Uh, so, let's see. The last one I was going to do is No One Will Save You, which um, I, well, I kind of enjoyed it, to be honest. It's, it's like it's sort of a home invasion movie, except aliens. Um, it's the sort of an alien invasion, but it's all very revolves around just one character in in her home she does go out of the home at one point but eventually ends up ends up back there anyway um it's it's interesting because you only really with one character you don't get a, a heap ton of dialogue um which is sort of it's something different um and the design of the aliens is good and it, it I, I thought it was pretty decent and I probably would have given it a slightly better score, but somewhere towards the end, it really starts losing itself. Um, and the ending is nearly confusing as to what's actually happening. Um, so it, it, it dies off a bit there because it's sort of like really, really great. And then you, you know, you start losing interest towards the end. Uh, which I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, but again, I think sort of like Totally Killer, I'm saying, you know, it's entertaining and you can watch it, but I'm neither recommending it nor nor damning it, really. Um, I think out of the out of the four that you've spoken about, this was the one that was I've most wanted to see. I've been pretty, seeing pretty good reviews on the whole for it. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, like I say, I, th- I think I would have given it a better review had the ending not been a bit sort of like, what? Yeah. Uh, it it's it leaves you so cold at the end that you sort of forget how good it was to start off with. Um, but I don't want to ruin, obviously, the ending for people. So, you know, uh, that's it then. We've done it. We've done a what have you been watching? Oi, what have you been watching? Um I don't know if these are segments that we've uh, we've we've started and why we keep telling each other Roy. Um, anyway, let's get into this week's movie. Um, you 
you chose this this on the I watch this week. Yeah, um, I'm going for for one hundred percent SEO for this. Right. Uh, with the like we say, it is Thursday the twelfth. Uh, if you're yep. listening to this on the day of release, uh, and that means tomorrow is Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. So, so we've we've already covered the first one, haven't we? We we did that. Uh, we did. Sometime last year, I would have thought. Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's time to uh, get back on and uh, let's do the next one. Yeah, this is uh, this is another sort of foray for you into the sequels of things. Um, obviously, I've seen this, um, but um, it's an interesting, th- interesting franchise. Friday the Thirteenth, and um, so what we've got here is Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Uh, which was 1981, and the first one was 1980. Now, that, you know, Halloween, everyone says it gives the birth, but it was Friday the 13th that really got the ball rolling and slasher movies. So, you know, in the 1980s, after that, they had sort of Prom Night, Maniac, Terror Train, you know, there was a lot of different things, and even in 1981, there was the burning, graduation day. We got Halloween 2, uh, Hell Night, My Bloody Valentine. So, you know, this was the prime age for slashers, but it was Friday the 13th that I think really sort of started to build the sort of essential building blocks for what early 80s slashers were going to look like. Um uh, Oh, it was almost like I knew what I was talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. My brain, my brain did something. Um, I know that the burning came out like a week after this, and um, I will say that Tom Savini didn't do the effects for part two. He did them for part one, but for part two, he went over and did the burning. Um, and I would essentially say that the burning is probably a better Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, um, and it is worth adding if 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 people out there are you know loves the slashes and they haven't got around to that one, it's definitely worth adding. But anyway, enough about other films. So this was directed by Steve Miner, and it stars Adrian King uh, returning as Alice, uh, Amy Steele as Ginny. John Furry as Paul, Stu Charno as Ted, Martha Hober as Sandra, Bill Randolph as Jeff, Tom McBride as Mark, Laura Marie Taylor as Vicky, Kristen Baker as Terry, and Russell Todd as Scott. But however, this also has Steve Daskowitz as Jason. Now that's the Jason without a mask, and Warrington Gillette as Jason with the mask. But uh, essentially the difference between the two of them there is that Warrington Gillette was a trained stuntman. So, you know, most of the stuff where you see him taking hits or smashing through glass or anything like that, that's mostly him. I'd say he does most of the jasoning. Um, but there are, you know, different acting moments where it is our man Steve. Now, we don't normally talk much about budgets, but I think... Uh, with this, it's important that it was made on a sort of 
quite minimum 1.25 million budget and raked in 21.7 million. Um, people were itching to see a sequel to this. And um, yeah, they didn't really know how they were going to make a sequel. And, uh, you know, essentially in the end, they just went, let's just bring back Jason and not really sort of explain it, which they, they vaguely do and vaguely don't in this film, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I think that that's my biggest takeaway and biggest criticism of the film is that they, by bringing Jason back and trying to explain it, it just raises way more questions than it does answers, really. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what's he been doing all the time while his mum thought she'd lost a child, you know? <laughs> Uh, how come he was so, you know, uh, distraught by a passing when the fact that she was abandoned him for so long? Yeah, I, it's definitely one of those movies where if you start asking questions, it just falls to pieces. Um, yeah, it's it really is something that. Well, I'm I'm given to understand that at some point it becomes supernatural. Oh yeah, that that would have been much <laughs> as as weird as it seems, given the sort of the state of slashes at the time and the the first one jumping into the supernatural would have been weird, but also <laughs> it it would have made more sense. It would have made more sense. Um, but um. I, I think with this, I just don't really bother asking the question. I must admit, why am I must admitting everything? I'm, I'm admitting everything here. You've got me over a table. Um, That's a, a sp- almost as yeah. filthy sounding as uh, these as, teenagers in this film, isn't it? They're horny, aren't they, in this one? We'll, um, we'll come back. We'll circle back to that one. Yeah, I think this. I think part two is probably not. I, I I love them all, but it's probably one of my least favorites of them. But that's not saying a lot because I sort of love them all, really. Um, now this movie's helpful, and it? it gives a gives us a little recap right at the beginning. We get a little dream sequence from Alice who survived, and she's dreaming about the events of the first movie, which is it, it's helpful to get a little recap. Um, yeah, it's a proper previously on, isn't it? <laughs> it is for sure. It's it's good though. It gives you a bit of a, a bit of a dip in. But yeah, unfortunately, Alice, who survived, gets off. She's um... now. I, I I did watch a, a, the the documentary. Um, helpfully for this, this had a wonderful documentary, just like the Nightmare on Elm Street ones, um, called Crystal Lake Memories. So apparently they wanted her to be in this, but her agent wanted more money. But then when she turned up on the day, she had no idea what she was doing. They hadn't sent her a script. So everything that you see her doing is completely improv on the day, um, which is odd. Um, I mean, it's fair enough, but it's it's quite weird to... Um, I don't think of any other... Kind of, you understand the the troubles that she's having that's Hmm. easy to get across but i was like wondering why is she why is she doing this because she's on the phone to her parents i think isn't it yeah right she's like 
this, this is how I'm dealing with it the best I can. And I'm just watched it and thinking, how, how are you dealing with it? <laughs> You're just living a normal life by the looks of it. I'm dealing with it by living a normal life on my own. Leave me alone. I can cook for one. I can try. Um, and she has a cat. She has a little cat, little cat there. Um, yeah. So I know there's an interesting story about this. Is apparently the um, stuntman did not check his props, or the prop man did not check his props. So the toothpick didn't. Sorry, ice pick. I think toothpick would be rubbish to kill people, wouldn't it? Um, as if you I'd, stab I'd, them in the I'd eye, Jason could do it if you wanted to. Apparently, the toothpick didn't retract as it as it should, so she did get a bit of a ice pick in the in the uh, in the temple, which is nice. Yeah, I, I did look pretty visceral to me. It was yeah, I was, um, I was quietly impressed. Yeah, well, I don't think she actually got it inserted in her, but ooh. oh, oh, I mean, driving a a blunt. Force like that would still cause a fair chunk of discomfort, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite well ranged in this, Jason. He's not picking one one object. He's he's all over the place. It's like ah, oh, hammer, spear, pickaxe. What else does he use? Well, like yeah, let's m- move that then onto the, <laughs> what what was going to be another big taking point for for me, because like say you you. We're, were well versed on Jason before we started this, and I, I'd never seen any of them before. Uh, we covered the first one last year, yeah. So you you get this idea of what these films are, you know, that they're seeped into the popular consciousness, right? And you kind of uh, like you you know you know Jason's mother as as the killer in the first one, and then you that it, it picks off and it's Jason going forward. Right. What I was surprised about this is how little of the Jason that I, you know, I've recognised from pop culture mm. uh, is actually there. There's still so much of the character that is, is yet to be established. Yeah, it doesn't um, really start... The character doesn't really start cooking until the next one. Uh, yeah, so there, there was no, well, there's no hockey mask, essentially, that is, is the big thing, isn't it? No, he's um, just got pillowcase over his head. Yeah, um, I really love that look, though. I thought he looked yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think it, the character in um, Town from Dreaded Sundown has the same thing, but I can't remember if it was before this or after this. Um, but... Um, yeah, no, it's it, 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 it's a good look, and um, I kind I kind of like that people haven't picked it up, and when they think of Jason, that's what they think of, and then when you watch this, it's like, oh, this is not what I expected. Um, but one yeah, of the things I, I love the the raggedy nature of it, and the you know the sort of rough, messy appearance that he's got. Gives it that little extra bit of danger to him. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's good. Um, I yeah, I like this one. Um, I think the only thing I didn't stood out with this one um, is 
I think one of the only things that I actually don't like about this film is it has just slightly too many false... Um, I was going to say false starts, but I think you know what I mean, where it's like, uh, ah. <laughs> yeah, the, that misdirection before the... Oh, there you go, misdirection. The, the kill. Yeah, there's a little bit too much of, um, oh, no, she's going to get got. Oh, it's another teen. But um, the good thing that Friday the 13th movies always do is they give you enough time with the characters... You know, in all likelihood, you probably don't remember everybody's names, but it, it gives you enough time to go around and go, well, this is this one, this is this one, and, you know, you just get enough enough time with them to view them as people rather than just fodder, you know. Often they do this thing where they'll have, like, a party or something, or not necessarily a party, where everyone's in the same environment, and they act like people would act if they were in that situation, which which this does have that, where everyone's just sort of doing their own thing or, you know, chatting and, you know, it's it's good that. I, I've always liked that about the Friday movies. They always give you a good... I think even later on, you get even more sort of, you know, characters and stuff. And I think that was true of the first one. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm, I'm not as in agreement on you do you do know they are they are all distinct all the characters yeah uh, but they're pretty much all of them are defined by who they're horny for <laughs> yeah no that's that that's fair enough that's fair you know, enough. there's like every character is just like right so that he's a camp counselor so he's the boss he's got a little bit more about him but he's horny for that other woman uh who's like he's number two and then she's horny for him back which is very good. There's no love triangles in this. Everyone's just happy to the pair of yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's there's okay that guy, uh, the wheelchair user. He's horny for for that lady, and that lady's horny for him. And then there's the two from the beginning, and then they're horny for each other. <laughs> and it's just like that. That's I mean, it's so horny. Is this film like it is very horny? It is very horny. Incredibly I mean- so. I like the other character that we get is the comedy character. You go, oh, there's a joke character here, but he just goes, "Well, I'm going into town, and I'm just probably going to stay in town." Actually, yeah, uh, there's a hand- like there's a handful of them in there where they go, "Well, I think we'll just go to town," and then they never come back. And it's like, good choice, you made the right choice there. Yeah, uh, but I think I think it also works as well for for that last act, just to keep things a little bit up in the air and a bit, you know, a bit of mystery. Uh, you know, because I thought, you know, with with all the confrontations and stuff, you kind of expect a final girl. Uh, but also, I was thinking, you know, is oftentimes you see, you know, good characters get appear to be killed and then come back for a last heroic hurrah or or what have you, and you know that that kind of happens, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah. there's also the thing lingering over this where she's like oh are they, are they gonna come back from the, the town and are they going to be fodder are they going to be helpful is the final girl not the final girl and it's this you know are they going to subvert it and it's going to be this comedy character who was at the bar uh and and it just it it leaves uh us not knowing 
entirely the direction it's going to go in. And also just lace is just a little thin bit of dread through it as well. Uh, that, you know, those characters might just be walking back into a bloodbath at any time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of that to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I may, might have lost that this time because I sort of remembered that they didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Again, it's light when it is. You know, you, you can kind of forget about them quite easily but you know it, it's still it, it, it's there if you want to think on it yeah and they give you enough you know saying what you're saying at least they do go back to them you know it just it's not like they go by and then you go right that's them done at least they do go back to them so you do have that sort of impending or potentially impending something so it there's something in it with that but to think um I think the main thing is that in this is probably the kills, though. Um, what's what's the best kill for you in this one? Uh, well, for I me, think... it's got to be wheelchair boy. Yeah, there's quite a lot of kills that are you don't get anything. To the extent of Kevin Bacon getting a, an arrow through his neck, do you? That, no. That they all tend to be sort of plastic machete to the neck and then a streak of blood, don't they? Uh, so the the kind of set up nicely, but also not executed in full view. Right. Yeah. So I would say that uh, you know that the wheelchair uh, user, he like his. Like actual death is isn't that that big of a thing, is it? It's the falling down the stairs afterward that's the, the yeah. Big well, he gets a machete through the face, um, and then yeah, we see him sort of tumbling down the stairs, which is pretty awful. And then they just then they jump cut to sex. Yeah, they they do. I mean, there's <laughs> you, you're kind of hard pressed not doing this film. Yeah, jump cuts. Well, I think that's the only time we see actual sex. Um, but yeah, the two yeah, people, that's... the two people that have are having sex, they get like a spear driven through the two of them. And again, yeah, I reckon from, that's probably my favorite of them. Again, from the documentary, it was cons- a considerably more brutal death, but the censors uh, didn't like it because um, they had this whole sort of um, fake back, essentially, if you will. So. You know, you saw him drive him through it, but the sensors wouldn't have it. It's weird because that's the sort of thing that I think it'd easily get past these days. But yeah, um... yeah, I think what I I liked about that one is that there was never any attempt at uh, bringing it, like you say, you know, doing that fake back thing. Uh, there was never any attempt at doing that in the film, so you just. You saw the you saw the spear. You saw it going into the floor, and you just were able to just put the rest of it together yourself. Yeah, you don't need you don't necessarily need it, um, but it'd be nice to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I would prefer to not see it than to see it badly. If it was Tom Savini doing this, I think I would be more upset that we missed it, but. As he, as he was off on other projects, I'm not well, as he, upset. 
essentially chose the burning because uh, because of the, the initial reason, the thing we said is like, you know, they just sort of bring Jason back and don't really say anything. That was why he didn't want to do it. It was like, well, we did, we did it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Jason essentially was a dream in that first film. So, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, I don't really what much else there is aside from, um, I would uh, like to, uh, to note at the very beginning that we have crap word art. Oh yeah. Well, brilliant. Yeah. Something that uh, we always love to see. Uh, This is crap word art to the max though, isn't it? Because it explodes. It's terrible word art, but that's what we've really bad. That's what we've come to expect from these things. Um, I will say that Ginny as a final girl is people often cite her as one of their favorite final girls. And I think it comes down to as a final girl, she does do a lot of um, good final girl stuff. Um, she fights him off with a chainsaw, hits him over the head with a chair. In the woods, she manages to send him in a different direction. And then when it comes down to it, when she gets back to his little lair where he's keeping his mum's severed head, um, she even goes so far as to manage to build a plan together. So people do like Ginny as a final girl, and I'm with them on that. I think she is quite a good final girl. Um, I think the best scene for her uh, as a final girl as well was the scene in the bath. Right. Uh, Because it... She was trying to understand Jason and, you know, apply humanity to him, uh, which nobody else anywhere in either film has has done. Uh, so I think that that idea that she's a you know a nice wholesome girl and she's trying to to understand Jason and she doesn't write him off as a lunatic or you know. Uh, just a killer and sees him as a troubled soul. That to me shows that she's like, she's a, she's a character of goodness, which is what you want from your final girls. Isn't it really? It is. is. Do you think that, do you think that essentially um, is part of how she real, how she comes around to donning the mother's jumper and sort of trying to appeal to whatever. It certainly is. not it? Yeah. You know, she's, yeah, she's thought about that and she understands that that's, that's his driver. I quite like that whole scene. There's a, the 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 bit where, where she just casually accidentally moves out of the way and he, he sees that the severed head's on the table and the look that suggests, hey, you're not my mum's severed head. Um, <laughs> I quite like that. Um, uh, that whole thing's pretty good. Um Again, going back to the documentary, just citing it is um, an interesting story about that. Is you know, uh, Jenny comes down on him with a machete, and um, he turns the the his pickaxe sideways so it sort of bounces off. But apparently, the first time they did that, it was because she's not a trained stump person. Um, I think she managed to break his finger, um, but he had already had the makeup for the the machete sitting through his body. So they had to take him to hospital, essentially 
with that makeup and they were, they were like, oh my God, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. And then he was, well, I mean, if you do take it to a hospital and they fall through it, yeah, all makeup guys. You've done a good job. You've done a good yeah. job. But yeah, I think that, I thought that was quite amusing. Um, but yeah. So the last shot of this movie, were you expecting the mum's eyes to open? Uh, the severed head, it, it, it zooms in it, on the severed head. Uh, were you expecting the eyes to open or not? This um, is a, a trope that I hate. Uh, because I'm always questioning whether it did or not. I think Annabelle's another one that really did it. Annabelle, in fact, I went shot frame by frame do it just to work out if she moved or not. She does for one frame at the end. All uh, right. And yeah, it's I think I hate it because it gets me. And it when it it's the same thing with like magicians. You know, I hate being got like that <laughs> and, and having to think about it because it's it's like I you know I shouldn't be able to pieces together and work out what's happening but i can never really can yeah well i can tell you that they were going to have the eyes open uh but eventually settled on you know it's a severed head so let's not do that but i think yeah. that's the that's the thing with it though is that the, with these you know with with the idea of, of doing it one way or another is it it can it can work either way you know, yeah, we, yeah, it, it yeah. Puts us into Jason's shoes, doesn't it? If they have that, uh, you know, because he's seeing his mother as a living being, even when she's not. Uh, you know, like how he was able to be fooled. So having oh, having the fair. eyes open makes sense. Having them closed makes sense, and it annoys me <laughs> <laughs> that, that lack of surety. Well, <laughs> do you have anything else you really want to say about it? or No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm happy to stick a bow on it. Right, okay. Uh, oh, just like that dog that survives. Uh, nothing. That's got a bow Yeah, which I was sure was killed because didn't... Yeah, me too. Find it. Never mind. Me too. Well, I think it's a bit dubious about whether the end is a dream scene or not, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, you have to wait a few more movies for it to get actually supernatural. Um, I won't tell you how many, though. Don't want to ruin it for you. Um, right, so, yeah, okay, well, let's um, drop the review system. Again, I forgot to put it on Facebook. I'm absolutely rubbish just lately. Um, but... Mind you, we told everyone we were doing it, so they could have said something like, yeah, oh, you know, don't expect us to do all the work around here. Um, or something. Anyway, it's a three-tier review system that we do. Um, and it goes like this. It's shit for shit. We are getting rid of the shit, but we don't know for what. Um... If you have an idea for replacing shit, let us know. <laughs> Please let us know. Uh, who it's spooky for middle of the road and a creative psychopath for, um, well, the best it can be. The best a movie can be. Um, I'm just going to look up the letterbox 
uh, score because we sort of did that. Oh, so it's sitting at a three. Um, well, that's that's very, very convenient because that's exactly what I would have given it. A three. A uh, lovely three. Oh, it's spooky. Uh, it's got its charms. It's got its, its good stuff. Uh, but it also has a lot holding it back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a creative psychopath because I think um, I think Friday the Thirteenth is the benchmark for you know horror and stuff like that, and um, not horror, sorry, um, slashes and stuff like that. I think from this one, from the first one to this one, this is what everyone started building on. So I think you know, even based on the fact that it's probably not the best of the bunch, it's still. Um, it's still a legacy film for me. Um, it's. I was watch when I was watching this. I thought. I thought to myself, it's funny to watch these eighties films and know that, as far as they're concerned, horror films don't exist. Um, you know, in the movies, it, it's it. It feels you, like you even have one character in this say, "I'll be right back." Sincerely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, no one's been able to do that for twenty five years now. <laughs> I think that I think that's why I um I think that's probably why I noticed because I thought you know this is a point in time where horror movies in terms of being in a movie didn't exist you know it's interesting. Um, well, do you want to hear something fun? Uh, yeah, go on then. And also being well, unbelievably prepared in advance. So. The next Friday the 13th that we have is mm-hmm. September next year. Ooh. During the sleep. It's very convenient because we already have Freddy versus Jason penned in for that week. Yeah. I'd like to have got you to watch some of the others by then. Yeah, the, and then then it's December uh, 2024. So we've got a, we've got a while before we're coming back to Jason. I'm afraid. That's a shame. Oh well, you know it's not our fault, is it? Um, Take that up with uh, with Pope Gregory. It's yeah. his calendar. Yeah, the shit. Um, I'm sorry for calling the Pope a shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right. Well, before we get into the last slice of bread, don't forget you can order a t-shirt. Uh, the links are on Facebook, or if you. One, I can send you a link, and if you don't want one, don't buy one. Uh, that's fine by us. It's free advertising. I get mine you know, this week. I'm uh... hopefully it hasn't come yeah. actually. Oh, it's tense. Yeah, hopefully it comes. Um, and Patreon's available if you want. Um, right. <laughs> that was just a good link for Patreon. That. Um, Sadly, we 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 found ourselves struggling to record content for it. I usually end up ill. To be fair, it's usually my fault. Um, well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. My wife suggested we spend a day recording stuff, and we might do that at some point. Yeah, that that's seems to be the best plan. Yeah. Uh, right, so we're going to get into the final slice of bread. You suggested this slice of bread, so why don't you... Uh... Yeah, so this is something that, that came about this week. Uh, uh, because I said that I was going to be watching 
uh, Friday the 13th films on Friday the 13th this year. Oh. Uh, I failed miserably with the first one because I fell asleep. And <laughs> I realized that uh, this this week, uh, I, I fell arse backwards into uh, a strange tradition with my other half because uh, over the last few weeks, we have been uh, watching Ryan Gosling movies. So we okay. we ju- just so happened to find it. So I, I one one evening watched the Nice Guys on a Friday night, and the next week we watched the Notebook, and then the week after we watched Crazy Stupid Love, and we just realised sort of at the end of it that every Friday night we were watching Ryan Gosling films, mm-hmm. and we're going to carry on doing it because by and large he makes very good films, but the kind of film that he doesn't make, and I don't think I've ever seen him make, is a horror film. And mm. think about it, there are a lot of actors like that who have never dipped their toe in the the beautiful bloody waters of our beloved horror. Yeah. So I was Isn't Ian Night basically... Stalker. Isn't that Sorry? a horror film? Isn't Ian Night Stalker? Isn't that a horror film? Uh it's not one I'm aware of. Mm. Might not be Ryan Gosling. It might be something. Hey, is it Nightcrawler, the Night Jake Gyllenhaal one. Nightcrawler, that's Jake Gyllenhaal, sorry. Sometimes I get the two confused. Um, <laughs> I know they don't look the same, but yeah, sorry. So this, uh, it's a poster that I, for a film I haven't actually seen, the closest I can really think to being a horror film is All Good Things. Yeah, no, no. I, I had it in my head; it was him, but it it, it wasn't. No, you're you're right. He, I, I don't think he has done anything like that. Uh, I'm looking. There may be another one called Murder by Numbers. Is that a horror movie? Uh, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Uh, do, do, do. Not. Crime mystery thriller. No, so I'm saying that uh, Gosling hasn't done a horror film. And if he has, let me know because I'm happy to be corrected because I need more to watch on my Friday evenings. Uh, But who are some other actors and actresses that you would like to see in horror movies that haven't really done it? Have you got one off the bat? I I have one uh, because... I'm, I'm I'm thinking that she would be perfect for uh, a sightseer style comedy horror, uh, or even sort of that uh, straight faced sort of ironic horror. Yeah. Uh, and Olivia Coleman is is overdue. Well, yeah, yeah. She's been in a horror film. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, um, um yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of any that she's been in. Again, this is this is all actors that have large filmographies. So again, we may be missing some, but. Uh, to my mind, I can't remember any she's done, and I just, I just think she'd be really good in one. 
Yeah, no, you're right. I think I've um I, I was thinking about um I saw her in a movie called Terror and I saw um and it's an awful film. It's but it's not it's not horror, maybe horror adjacent, but certainly isn't horror. That's the uh the Paddy Considine one, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um Although I think I know you said the father was scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is something that uh Yeah, it is people that have experience with Alzheimer's, I imagine would be uh quite aff- uh, affected by it. I know I was. Uh it's not something I'd I would ever like to watch again, but it's yeah, and I'm not sure it's necessarily a, a horror film. Uh, just for me. <laughs> um, I think a lot of, like, I think it's, like, some of the older actors, like, um, I'm thinking, like, I think it'd be interesting to see someone, like, and you, it probably has been in a horror film, so, um, I was going to say De Niro, but was he in that one with the puppet? Was that somewhere else? Uh, oh no, that was Andy Hopkins. Uh, would you say Cape Fear? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Hi, I was thinking, dog, I was, I'd like to see um more of a comedy horror performance. Um, you know, we've seen it in the past, but I think it, it it's interesting to see so many sort of aged monster hunters that sort of thing. I think he'd be interesting in that sort of um that sort of role i think it'd be something worth worth seeing him do um i'd i'd enjoy that um i mean those are the main things that i can think of people doing you know like i mean we did morgan freeman in seven but i mean it's again kind of horror adjacent isn't it but um be interesting to have morgan freeman voice an evil character. He rarely does evil characters, and yet he's probably got the voice for it. Um, yeah, I... The first thing that came to mind when uh, you, you said him as a, a, a villainous character was uh, the hitman's wife bodyguard, which probably not the, uh, the, the film that I'd say we'd really... <laughs> he'd really want as a his standout. No, <laughs> I mean Benedict Cumberbatch was brilliant as like Smaug, um, and he so he can do you know that fantastic voice. But I don't know, you know, at this point I'm thinking more voices than acting. Um, what could Tom Cruise do in a thing? He's not really horror unless you wait. I, again, I think the closest he came was that god awful mummy film. Yeah, I thought that, but it was it's very much an action film. He's very much sort of an action guy, isn't he? Um, oh, mind you, he did interview the vampire, so what the hell am I talking about? No, yeah, he's done horror. Forget that. Yeah, but again, I think I, I, I kind of want to give an exclusion for Tom Cruise because I want to see the possibility of doing a proper horror in the guise of an action blockbuster. Right, yeah, yeah. Because I think is that is that something that's possible? I don't... Because for horror, you you need those personal stakes, don't you? You need to make it 
small, and and Tom Cruise deals in big world-ending events generally. Um, yeah, I think the closest we've had to that is like a Hellboy. Um, that I'd say they're sort of horror slash action adjacent. Yeah, um, I want I want Tom Cruise to do a give give me a horror blockbuster. Let's see if that can happen. Yeah, I trust you, Thomas Mapper for the fourth. <laughs> I suppose that is what the mummy was trying to do. Um, have you got any others you were thinking of? Or? Uh, well, there was one that that sprung to mind, uh, which again is kind of done horror adjacent stuff rather than an hour and out horror. Uh, but I think now that Robert Downey Jr. seems to have got his his mojo back, uh, you know, he can talk about how much he loved doing Oppenheimer and, and wants to stretch himself as an actor again. That I think there's there's a horror role for him in there. You know, he he, he did Zodiac, which he, is probably has the one scariest scene I can remember in any film. Uh, but he did he did Zodiac. He's done Natural Born Killers and Gothica, which are kind of all horror adjacent but I think Robert Downey Jr. is the lead in a you know a small to mid budget horror film would be would be fascinating I think he's I think it's an an itch he probably wants to scratch at the minute uh, as part of his new lust for acting life yeah yeah that'd be good yeah um the only other one I can really think of um, right now is Stanley Tucci. I think he'd make a really good serial killer. Um, yeah, he absolutely would. I think it would be an amazing serial killer, in fact. Um, that would be so interesting to watch a movie w- with him doing that. I mean, suppose it's. It, it, I'm thinking horror adjacent even for a film that he would be in, but I think... He'd be excellent as a charming serial killer. I mean, you could add you could add something extra to that um, to push it into the the horror genre, but I'm not sure what. Um, but yeah, I think he'd be really good. Um, just going to see if there's any actresses that I, that I would enjoy seeing in stuff. I, I for some reason went down the actor route, and I shouldn't have done. That was a bit sexist of me. Give me time. Uh, What's Meryl Streep done horror-wise? She's overdue. Prove that you're the best actress of all time, Meryl. Get us scared. She has done stuff. Um, I'm trying to to think. I mean, she played Thatcher. I mean, I can't think of anything scarier (laughs) than that. (laughs) She did do that. She did do that. Wasn't she a witch in something? I'm sure she was a witch in something. Uh, she was um, in Into the Woods. Oh right, okay. Uh, she she played a, a you know a witch. Uh, I mean, Death Becomes Her. I'd probably class that as a horror comedy. Mm, yeah, yeah. The thing is, there are a lot of actresses that I like, but when I look at them, I think I, I can rem- I can remember what horror films they've been in. So it might just be that you know women are better in horror films than men, and that's why you know. <laughs> That's why there, there's there's less to think of. You know, I'm looking at the sort of top sort of 50 actors now and, um, you know, I nearly said, um, I was nearly going to say Scarlett Johansson, but 
she was in that alien one, which is an absolute treat. Um, the name, I've, I've forgotten the name of it now. Under though. the Skin. Under the Skin. A24, was it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she was in that. Um, which is an absolute cracking movie. Um, you know. Naomi Watts is a great actress, but again, she's been in loads of good stuff. Um, so I don't know. So well, it's not. I reckon. Uh, I reckon. Let's put a pin in it, and I reckon this is something we could come back to for part two. I think maybe we should do, and I could be more prepared. Uh, <laughs> Rachel McAdams has she been anything? I like. I like her as what is it? Um, oh yeah, she was in Red Eye. Um, forget it. Uh, that was good. I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Then that was the first. That was the last, not the first slice of bread. Please don't take me back there again. It's like some weird time loop. Um, that was the last slice of bread. We're going to revisit that at some point, and uh, we might change the caveats a bit, and um, and just maybe we'll just say, I want to see this actor do this in this thing. That'd be good. Yeah, um, we got. Uh, yeah, we do win. There's we no rules. Whatever here. we want. Yeah, our podcast, our rules. Excellent. Well, there you go, everyone. You've got your horror sandwich. We've we've wrapped it up. We've popped a couple of little toothpicks in there so all the delicious filling doesn't fall out. Um, and now it's in the bag. So, you know, go home and enjoy it or wherever you are now currently. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you might be sitting on a train or walking or people run with podcasts. I don't know. I would never know. Uh, you may be on the commute. If you if you're walking the dog, give the little dog a pet from us, please. Yes, yes, uh, a, a horror pet. Well, not a horror one, just a normal one. Stop, stop being weird. Anyway, let's go. Bye bye. Bye.